Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to Skybox Knoxville. My name is Rick. I'll be helping out with our Wallace ATV crew here and getting them introduced and getting the game started here for the 2022 post preseason show. Ladies and gentlemen, I certainly want to welcome our VFL, Jamari Juice Davis, sitting right over here on our left hand side. Man, in case you forgot, in case you forgot, let me, let me just remind you of his illustrious career. Which is going to be displayed up here on the TV screen behind me. The man with a just the house going through there. Look at that scores every time. This is this is when you beat Florida. Just let you know when you said that you were going to talk smack to him. This is this is it right here. Look, make sure you see it. It still makes it. Like, I just wanted to show that to you, so you remember before anything happens later on. If you forget. <laughs> All right, in the meantime, let me go ahead and introduce our Vols ATV crew sitting here with me as well. First time they have ever been in public together in the same location. So first I want to welcome in the middle here, holding things down low, sitting right here. We I also want to welcome Alex all the way up from pretty much Miami yep, down it. here. We also want to welcome Drew who's sitting in the middle here. He's also Rick Barnes' biggest fan. He signed his basket for you. Uh, he's the only fan you got something to dab his face with. And as well, we want to welcome the birthday boy, the legend himself, 22 years old today, Brendo, sitting right up here in the front too as well. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Balls ATV. We're going to let him take it away with this year's prediction. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for coming out. We want to thank Skybox for letting us host this event. Definitely want to go ahead and turn it over to Juice real quick. Let him introduce himself again, follow up with that little nice video, and let him say a few words before you get started. Uh, I'm just glad to be here. What a beautiful crowd we got tonight. So, uh, I just appreciate you guys having me out. Um, I wasn't doing anything this afternoon. She <laughs> had already contacted me about what, about two months ago. So I put this in my schedule. I'm to be there and support her. This is my first time meeting all of you guys. So I want to thank you guys for having me out as well. Uh, the thing about Lorraine is that you know we kind of connected last year on Twitter and uh, some tailgates and things like that. And she was always very supportive to me. You know, I had a few different events going on during the season when I was selling our Legends of Tennessee Scars, just hanging out with people and things like that. So she was always very cool enough to be, great personality, great spirit, and I'm very supportive. So I'm the type of guy, when you support me, and help me build my brand and bring, you know, money to my business and help me with, I do with my organization and other business ventures that I got. I'm very supportive. So when she reached out to me about doing this, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer to support those that support you. So I put this in my schedule to support her and all the people. And I'll uh, have a great kickoff event before the season starts. It's very rare to get all you know, Tennessee fans together before we kick off the event. I appreciate you guys got a lot of questions. We got a lot of concerns and guys very excited about the season. 
So anytime I can talk Tennessee football and be around the fans, engage with you guys and have fun, get a few drinks, talk trash, and build some excitement about the season, I'm all for it. So thank you guys for coming out. Appreciate it. I'm pretty sure that we'll be doing some more events as well. So uh, my teammate, Troy Fleming, wanted to come, but we forgot that. He forgot that he had a football game. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the kickoff of Friday Night Football in the state of Tennessee. So you know, next time we do something, we'll just have to play it a little better, and I can get some guys to come out, some former guys, and some current guys as well. So, but I appreciate it. Thank you again. Man. Love you. Hell of an intro, Juice. <laughs> I've loved being your friend. You're an awesome guy. Always have, like, everything going on. Legends of Tennessee, of course, very good to support that on a profit organization. Um, so thank you so much for coming out. Troy did send his apologies. Yeah, he did. I was like, I respect that, you know? It's awesome. Awesome guy. Um, so next time. Next time we'll we'll get him up. All right. Um, so, yeah, we've got Alex. Just met Alex with the first time today in person, so that's pretty cool. Drew and I have been holding the fort down here in Knoxville. we got Brando. Happy birthday to Brando. 22 out of Nash, Vegas. And we're going to get started. Um, so we're going to go roll right in the predictions. We've got September 1st, Ball State, 13 days away. Everyone is so excited. Thursday night game. Um, Ball State averaged 24 points per game on offense last season. So I think they will get some points on the board, but obviously I'm just going to go ahead and say Tennessee wins. But I am, I am going to give them like 10 points. So I'm going to, if I'm rolling the score out, I'm going to say 59 to 10 Tennessee. Just give them a couple points. Let, let the other guys, the freshies, and everyone get in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of. Yeah, I pretty much agree uh, everywhere there. Ball State, 4-4 four four last year on their season. I had some problems in the MAC. Georgia State, you know, they were a factor for them. Obviously, you know, that same team was a factor for us a couple years back, but this is obviously a different program. Year one, Hendon Hooker starting this year instead of last year. Full go in the system. Year two around, I think this team kind of shapes up and, you know, goes out there and gets a dominant win, at least 50-plus points against the MAC team that, you know, is getting their first taste and SEC opponent. And uh, I feel bad for Ball State, but they have to be in, in line with what's going to happen. So, Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a much better football team than Bowling Green was last year. Um, you know, they went 6-7, and did play in a bowl game. Uh, new brand-new quarterback, fifth-year senior John Paddock, who's only thrown less than 200 yards his entire uh, career at Ball State. Um, but – I think giving the talent and opening up the playbook for high pulling these guys, I got balls winning by at least five touchdowns, and I think they'll cover the spread as well. What's your score? 49 10. All right. Juice? Juice up on the mic. Our prediction on the game or the season? Uh, we're going game by game. Oh, game so by game. Breaking okay. it down. Get in the front. Get in the uh, program. Treat balls, stay by balls. <laughs> Let's see what these freshmen can do. Yeah, that's um, nice. You know, let's 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 get the game over with in about a second quarter. You know, let the freshmen play third and fourth quarter. We can see the future for the next three or four years. So uh, I say at least, you know, let's put up 50, 60 points. 
and uh, you know, get ready to focus on week two. Now, Ball State, man, you know, you can't take any team like we all learned that from Georgia State. Oh, yeah. you know, that's one thing about football. You can't never underestimate your opponent. So I think we're a much better football team and a much better coach football team under Coach Hyper. So we won't see that Georgia State, Jerry Pruitt, embarrassment like we had. You know, that was the worst thing that ever happened. And the Tennessee football program says I've been around this, you know, starting yeah. the season. So, But I think we're a much better football program. Much better team. We'll do ball state like we need to do them and uh, get ready for the next couple of games. Go ahead and go ahead and underline the words uh, better coach. Uh, embarrassment. Because <laughs> that's kind of what crew was to us. We didn't know that at the time, but then he came out to be that. Um, also, let me go back to Brandon. I didn't get your score. I need your score. Oh, my score? Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I obviously came to like ball state. Obviously, I thought like 59, 10. Maybe one touchdown against like a third string defense and you know, guys like there. Um, I, I just I don't see uh, you know like last year you know Missouri put up 62 on them first game of the year you know not going to put everything out there so I think 59 10 is kind of reasonable and then also you know giving it back to Juice talking on the young running backs you obviously know what Jabari Small has you know what a guy like Jalen Wright put out there last year but you think of guys like Dylan Sampson uh, Justin Williams Thomas guys you know have that it factor have the body and have everything all the hype around what do you think of guys like that you know you know stepping in I think all state we can really show their potential. You know, they're excited to see those two freshmen run back uh, have a very successful season when they get the opportunities to. Uh, we need a compliment back next to Jabari Small. You know, I'm a big Jabari Small fan. But playing in the SEC, you got to have two or three running backs that can carry a load. Because when we, I mean, when we get to week five, week six, and the body's the only thing up, and you're playing in the SEC schedule, playing against some real tough competition, so that's where he's going to need those breaks. You know, he's going to need that other running back to come in and uh, pat the rock as well. But, uh, you know, Ball State, the SEC flashes of what those guys can do. I heard that Dylan Sackett has had a really great camp. I've uh, had a really great scrimmage, and I'm showing a lot of signs that he can be that number two back. Uh, they can take the, you know, they can take the football to the next level and create those explosive plays once he passes out the screen. So I'm excited, you know, as a former running back, I'm always cheering for the next great running back to take us to that next level. So I think Jamari Small uh, can finally put together that full week season. You know, he's going to be the man this year, and uh, as long as he can stay healthy. And even behind him, we have Lee J. Dixon that just came in. And we still have Dylan Sampson, which is our running back that Randall was talking about. A lot of excitement at the position where we thought we might be a little bit struggling after Tyron Evans left, but now there's a ton of experience coming in, even youth, uh, just yeah. a lot of talent back there. I'm going to keep it short, too. Yeah, Ball State went 6-7 and seven last season, 4-4 four in conference. Lost their starting quarterback, wide receiver, two linebackers, and safety. Uh, they did rank 118 in offense and 126 in defense. And then they lost their six of eight snap leaders at linebacker, their top three uh, D-backs, and two of their top three offensive line. So Rodney Gardner and company should have a time in the backfield. Hooker and Tillman and that whole, that whole offense should just get loose early and often. And I got 45-14 or 49-14 Tennessee. All right. I still think that's a little bit low on our end, but I'll accept it. <laughs> 
So I know, I just I just realized that. Um, all right, so we're one and oh. Everyone across the panel has said one and oh at this point, but we're rolling in the pit. I think personally this is the most important game to set the tone of the entire season, but I'm so sick of the national media hyping up Pitt because they've lost Kenny Pickett. The depth on the O line is gone. They had a ton of six year seniors, COVID seniors. And I'm just kind of sick of them being so hyped up. Hooker is starting this time. We're a much better football team. We're playing away. So I will factor that in. And I think Pitt will still get some scores. But I'm rolling with Tennessee wins 42 to 24. Yeah, that's kind of what I had in mind, obviously, last year. You know, Mark Lippel, the OSD at Pitt, he leaves for Nebraska. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he's no longer there. And then the big story on the offseason was Jordan Addison kind of getting coached by USC with that big NIL. It's not going to be the same big team we saw, but I'm also not mimicking what Pitt has on defense just because Marguzzi and Heifel have met, I think, five times now with Heifel at UCF and all these opponents. So kind of has his number nose the offense, but I also think Tennessee has more weapons this year. And uh, Deuce probably agree that you know, the running game this year will be key, setting up the offense. He kind of touched on it, but I think the running back should be uh, super key because everywhere Heifel's kind of been, you know, they have over 50, 60 carries a piece. So having multiple guys you know, fresh legs like that, open up the passing game for a guy like him before if he gets eligible. Tedrick Tillman, obviously a free group in the crowd and a free group point. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, the running game is going to open up the offense, and I think that's where he's going to take advantage of it. Yeah, I think both of you guys need to slowly roll over here, underestimate Pitt, all right? And the reason so is because, you know, I know they lost Kenny Pickett and James S. Still as teams as defending ACC champs. Their defensive line, which is returning two all-SEC defensive edge rushers, finished second in the nation in sacks and fifth in tackle for losses. And a lot of people forget is that Kenny Pickett in his first four years only threw 39 touchdowns when he was at Pitt. Pete on Slovis has already thrown 58 touchdowns in 27 games for USC. I'm not saying I'm not saying Pickett leaking past the talent pass the better than Kenny Pickett. I think this is going to be a much closer football game. However, I think the balls are finally going to get that edge over Pitt and be able to get a win in Pittsburgh 44 38. That's close. Three point favorites. Juicy one. Juicy one. <laughs> uh, I think without I think without Kenny Pickett, you're right. Um, you know, become a very non-explosive offense from what I've seen and from what I heard about. Uh, I think we need this. You know, we, we need a big on the road win. And when was the last time we had a really big on the road win? You know, against uh, opponent. We don't count Kentucky. Last, last time we had a power. Last time we had a power five conference on the road it was 97 against UCLA. Wow. Yeah, so we need this, man. I definitely think Pitt last year, was that was that when we saw That's when Milton started the start the game. of the Hinton Hooker yeah. era? You know, yeah, he didn't start that game. Just imagine if he started that game. You know, what would be and how much better he would have played. So I definitely think with our offense now being loaded as we are, we're much more mentally focused and we have more confidence on that road. Henry Hooker has already said that this is his team. I believe in that guy, just like I believe in you know, my former quarterbacks. But I mean, I see that swagger, see that confidence in him. I mean, see it in his eyes. I mean, he won't let that happen. You know, so I'm very, 
very, very confident in that guy that we're going to go down to Pittsburgh and get a big win and uh, get ready for the Gators. Drew, I'm with you. I don't think uh, I don't think Pitt is a team to slouch at. Yeah. Uh, Slavis threw for 8,000 yards, 60 touchdowns in three seasons. Granted, half of that came in his first season, and then he ended up losing his job later on. So he may still have it. He has it somewhere, but he's been losing it lately. Uh, they do lose Jordan Addison, but they do they still have Jared Wayne, and then they actually bring in, funny enough, Akron transfer and freshman All-American Kanata Mumpfield, and both of them combined for 1,300 yards and 14, or 14 TDs. So they do start production at receiver, and they do have a good front line with six all-ACC selections on that defense. They return all five offensive linemen, but apparently their secondary is supposed to look like Swiss cheese, and we made it look like that last season. Um, I think this game is similar to last season, where we jump out early, so we actually close this one out. I say that we win 35-31. Uh, y'all have it way closer. I don't know why. I just don't think – I don't think he has anyone to really throw to. Um, I mean, at least we all think that we're going to win on the road, which would be massive, like you said, 97. So, that would be a huge road win. But do you have anything else to add? No, I just know that uh, Pitt has said, like, in their press they're going to go more uh, run heavy than they did last year. And, like, that all in all to me is just kind of saying that, you know, they're going to try to tire out our defense that multiple teams kind of try to do to our offense. But I don't think the, the weapons are there at wide receiver. I don't think that, you know, Keaton Slav is going from the Pac-12 to the ACC. Like, I think the ACC is kind of harder competition than on the coast, West Coast, in my respectful opinion. But I just, I just don't see it, you know, being able to run on us when we know they're going to be able to run the ball. And you have Jeremy Banks and, you know, Aaron Beasley, two guys experienced at linebacker there to, you know, ready for that. So I think Tennessee wins that game like 42-24. This is ridiculous. Like, literally, we're not, we're not beating them by three touchdowns. Like, we're, we're winning this game. Like, I'm not arguing that, but a quarterback can change in a system. Hinton Hooker is a perfect example of that. A guy that was very mediocre for Gene Tech that wound up being a star for us last year. A change in the system and a different atmosphere can be work wonders for a quarterback. So we're still winning this game, but quit this shenanigans talk that we're winning by three touchdowns. Like, this is foolish. I just got to take a moment to acknowledge that Brando keeps copying my score predictions. And I think he's cheating and looking at my notes. I just want to make that clear. That's why I'm glad I'm going first. We, we do got to move on to the next game. I will say, Narduzzi did make Nathan Peterman get drafted. Exactly. Uh, so he went up there and he turned up to be kind of solid. I, I agree with you, though. Slavis, Slavis could be good. It just depends on who puts it all together. Exactly. All right. So, again, everyone here is in unison. We think balls in the first two games. We're rolling in Akron at home. I don't even know. I'm not even going to lie. This sounds bad because I'm overlooking an opponent, but I don't even know where they're at or what they're doing. Um, I'm just saying, okay, great. Thank you, Drew. Um, Tennessee wins 55-10. to 10. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree there. That's definitely another big bomb. Uh, this game originally on the year was uh, scheduled to be the uh, Army game, and Tennessee kind of, you know, a second year under Josh Heifel, a triple offense, a brand new team kind of getting used to that. You know how the run is, people trying to tire off the run. Imagine a triple offense team of people abusing the run, you know, meant to do it like a team like Army. So I'm kind of glad we switched to Akron. Uh, gets a, an easy game before Florida, the big, big game in Knoxville. I think Tennessee definitely takes that game, you know, like 56, 13, maybe two touchdowns, gets used, gets some, you know, younger guys in there and then ready for the first big opponent, the first SEC game. And that's when the Gators go all the time. So definitely think Tennessee gets to win there. Like I said, the first ball state, treat Akron like that. 
Evan, they won a game like two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, they went one and 11. They, they won three games in three seasons. Two three games, games three we seasons. We put up 60, 70 points. Man. Man. 50, 70 to 13. <laughs> 75. Man, hey, make a statement before we play in the SEC schedule. So, no teams like that, man. You know, you can't. Like I said, underestimate teams because they come up here. And that's their Super Bowl. You know, that's their draft tape. A lot of those teams come up here, and that's what they use to evaluate themselves and try to get to the next level. But you can't let that happen. Like I said, much better coach football team than we have in the last couple of years. So we'll do what we need to do. We'll see some young guys play, show some flashes of some greatness going into the floor. So um, very, very confident being undefeated. Going into Florida and Africa. Not trying to sound sound disrespectful at all, but this is a terrible football program. Uh, seven straight losing seasons. Finished two and ten last year. Now they do have Joe Moorhead. He used to be Mississippi State's head coach as their head coach now, which you know, which be good. He has SEC experience, but I got Vols winning sixty three seven. Honestly, I like it. I like it. I like Honestly, Terry, you, you just hit on everything I had to say. <laughs> they went two and ten, one and seven in conference. Hired Joe Moorhead last uh, in this offseason, went fifty-two and twenty-five in seven seasons. Haven't won. Haven't had a winning season since twenty fifteen. And like we just said, we they lost their top receiver two pick. Um, offensive line gave up the most sacks last season, so Gardner again should have a fun time in the backfield. Balls went easy. I got them fifty-six seventeen. I like it. And everyone is in unison probably until this fourth game. <laughs> the Gator Killer himself is here. So Florida, September 24th, Florida in Neyland. All of us have Tennessee going 3-0 into Florida week at this point. All the momentum is in our direction, but we haven't knocked off any huge opponent. I mean, you could count Pitt as a big opponent-ish, but Florida's huge. I think it's a weird game, super weird score. Um, but I just think we're more talented as a team, and I think this team can get it done. I think Coach Hype will get it done. I'm going – and Neyland is going to be out of control that day. There's so much popping off that day. I I do want Juice to go next just because he's that guy. So, I mean, <laughs> I wanted to make that clear. But uh, I have Tennessee winning 34-24 in Neyland. I like that. I like that. Uh, of course, over the last couple of years, I always had us win against Florida. Uh, if you look at the last couple of games, it's always been close. You know, I've had my heart broken plenty of times watching that game because I know how special that game is for us competing for SEC championship. That was always the number one goal that Coach Fulmer preached to us. You know, once you beat Florida, then you can control your own destiny and get to Atlanta. Once we get to Atlanta, bam, we handle the SEC championship business. We can get into a you know, national championship bowl game, which was, you know, the next goal. And after that, playing a quality elite BCS bowl. So we still have our respect. It still makes the season meaningful. But I've been feeling more confident about this Florida game than I have in the last couple of years. And one thing that, like I mentioned, 
a very well coached football team. A, a coach that's going to coach the win. It's going to do everything in his willpower to get these guys ready to play that game. A coach that has played in big games as well. So he understands the magnitude of this type of football game and what it stands for and what this fan base needs and what this city needs and this state needs to get things turned around. Um, like I said, I'm excited about it. Um, very confident. I like that score, low, what you said. Uh, you know, our offense should be unstoppable. You know, experience that we had, look at last year's game, look at all those explosive plays that we made against that defense. And Florida still trying to figure out who they are, you know, offensively and defensively. I mean, we're one of the top 10 offenses in the country. So we got to go down there, we got to make a statement early. And the key to beating Florida and to beating LSU and beating these big time opponents is that you got to strike early. You know, you got to take away that 12th man because you know the game is going to be wild and crazy. You got to shut that crowd up. If you shut that crowd up, if you strike early, if you punch them in the mouth quickly, then they're shocked and they got to figure out a way how to respond. So if we come down and if we do that, when we play Tennessee football, like I said, man, we will be celebrating. I will be celebrating. I mean, we had the best weekend that we had in years. And these Tennessee fans, you know, you guys are too young, probably 25. 24. 25. Y'all some babies, man. Baby. I'm 22 today. So y'all don't know about, I mean, you know, the 98 year when, when they won, I was I was in high school, I, I was a sophomore. So I remember seeing that, you know, then I came up during the 2000 year when the, you know, Jabbar Gaffney dropped and somehow electric Knoxville was. That was really a big decision factor on me choosing Tennessee. Uh, just being in, in that stadium and being around that atmosphere. In 2001, I beat game. I was a freshman, seeing Travis Stevens go absolutely crazy down in the swamp, and I was able to compliment him and score two touchdowns and come back to Knoxville. Who remembers the 2001 season when we beat Florida? When we came back here, we had that celebration at the airport, and we had that party at Tom Black Track. I mean, it was we had we had 10, 15,000 people at the track. We had about 5,000 people at the airport. So when you beat Florida, shit changes. You know what I'm saying? And these, you know, you guys haven't, I mean, you think you seen Knoxville get crazy and get turned up? You ain't seen the shit, man. It gets absolutely crazy. So I want y'all to experience that. I want these kids to experience that. You know, so bad, so bad. You know, I talked to them about it this offseason, working with the guys. They was at my camps and things like that, man. Just, you know, wanting to get that feeling. You know, that's how I got my explaining thing. And I wasn't the greatest running back. You had so many great players, but against Florida, you know, I did my thing. And one the reason I did my thing is because watching Travis Stevens, watching other guys, how they perform mentally, you know, how they prepare for that game. How we did all the extra stuff to get ready for Florida. 
So I'm excited about it. I'm confident about it. And more than I have in the last couple of years. And um, like I said, man, we'll get things changed around. And that's going to be the stamp in the era of what you're going to see with Coach Hyde. So we can lock it in that you think that we pull it off this year. I already told you. Oh, yeah. All right. If we don't, I'm just going to slap people. I like it. <laughs> See, <yeah. laughs> we do not condone violence on this show. This I is agree. all a joke. I agree with you that this will be one of the biggest weekends that Tennessee football's had in quite a long time. I mean, it's going to be 3 0 Tennessee college game day possibly being there, 2 1, maybe even a 3 0 Florida team. And like what you said, Shit changes when we beat Florida, but guess what? Shit ain't changing that week, okay? And, you know, I have I have respect for you, Jabari, for your career at Tennessee because you are the Gator Killer. There's no denying that. But there's a reason why there's a special legendary sense of yourself because of that, because we don't beat Florida all the time, and we ain't beating Florida this weekend. We've lost them, beat them one time since 2005. I've, I've seen them beaten twice since I was six, okay? And – we always find a way to have one guy for Florida, whether if it's Emory Jones or you know, Jeff Driscoll or whomever at quarterback, find a way to have a career day and have a Heisman performance against us every single season. I think we're going to start off early, but the biggest thing that I have as far as Tennessee needs to change is their second second quarter offense. We've struggled tremendously in the second quarter all of last season, only averaging a little bit under eight points a game compared to averaging 14 points in the first quarter. And I think we're going to hit a mental block right there and unfortunately, balls get their first sale of the season, which is 31 to 28. Well, the first season, man, it is a new offense. You know, people got to build chemistry. You know, that offense that we brought in is something new that we never really done. Because Pruitt was a defensive guy. You know, that fast tempo offense, I even struggled with that coaching my 707 program. You know, it takes a minute to get that program in your head. I mean, you got to get in tip top shape. So with him and Hooker having a year under his belt, you know, with all the talent that we have coming back and how Florida hasn't, you know, they struggled, man, all season. They struggled. I just don't see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know where you're coming from, but I'm like, man, with the firepower that we have, with the confidence that we have in our quarterback, the amount of work we've been putting in, we got one of the best play callers, in college football, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, we will, I mean, we just gonna have to turn the football over so many times for us to, you know, for them to get that win. That's the only way I think if we come out and make a lot of mistakes and put the football on the ground, playing undisciplined football, then I can see something. But I mean, just starting the game, I just can't see it. If you look at last year's film and you look at this year's film. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, I'm just saying, right. you know, I mean, we've had plenty of years. We've had a, a quarterback that's had a couple of years under the system. And Peyton Mays, perfect example. Well, we I, mean, he's, like he's, I mean, like, I mean, he's. Yeah, had a quarterback I mean, we have. We had all. Yeah, but we've, had, had, but we've had better quarterbacks, and they still can't beat Peyton Manning. I mean, are we like? Man, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to sound disrespectful. But I'm just. I'm just speaking the facts here. All right, Jabari. I'm just speaking the truth. Speaking Liz. truth over here. Listen. <laughs> Back then, man, we, we all know what Peyton was. Peyton is, is, is the poster boy. Whatever, you know. He, I didn't even realize he didn't be Florida until like 10 years ago. Whatever. But I mean, with him the success and him being able to mow 
move around the pocket and make explosive plays. Peyton was, you know, really one dimension. And he's he's not a where we're going with right now. What he can do with his feet, plays he can make when the pocket collapses, all the weapons that we have offensively. You know, even with some of these freshmen that I'm hearing about is out there balling their training camp. I just really can't see it, man. I really can't see it with the amount of talent that they have coming back and what we did last year. You know, we'll be, I'm going to find you after 40. I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> and every single week. Of course, but uh, this Florida game, man, obviously it's back and forth. If you haven't watched the live show, this has been a problem for Drew for you know two months, and you know we're two weeks away from kickoff. So leading up to that, you know, obviously Florida kind of dealt with a depth issue like we did last year. I think a first year head coach Billy Napier, you know, hot on the recruiting trail, but you know football that's completely different. You're more putting a product like that out on the field. I think the offense, Hendon Hooker. The offense kind of being identical, you know, Neyland Stadium rocking. I don't think that Florida's going to be able to communicate early on in the game just because of how loud it's going to be in that game. I think, you know, everyone kind of knows the environment that's being set for come that fourth week uh, as we start off 3 0. And to start off 4 0, before we take that extra bye week, that would be huge. Um, you know, Jack Miller today, the backup quarterback for Anthony Richardson, going out with a thumb injury, probably out for a decent amount of time. No telling if Anthony Richardson is going to need to play in that game, having to play Utah and Kentucky and another opponent before he plays us coming into Neyland. So you really don't know what you're getting out of that foot of well, Like I said, week four, week five. And uh, I, I understand, you know, Drew has problems sleeping at night thinking about Florida and, you know, the past coach. Hot down, hot down. It's, it's, a, it's a different time, Drew. And when you, have a, when you have a team that's going out there and, you know, number one in the country in point differential in the first quarter, like Drew said, if you start off hot, 28-7 in the first quarter, I don't think that, you know, Florida team is going to keep up, let alone want to play four or three more quarters in that football game. So I think Tennessee wins that game 35-24 uh, and, you know, two-score games. So. You said 35-24? Okay, cool. No, I think Florida has a very good chance to be one and two going into that game. They play, like you said, Brando, they play Utah, then they play Kentucky, then they play South Florida, a really challenging game there. But for a team that goes one and two, comes into Neyland to a team that is probably going to be top 20 at that point, that place is going to be rocking, like y'all said. It's probably going to be our smoky gray game. I know that uh, we're looking at trying to host a tailgate for that game. Hopefully I can make it up for that one. That's the plan. We so, may I mean, do a tailgate. The place is going to be wild. The place is going to be wild. And like you said, if we jump on them early in that first quarter, they're still they're going to still be figuring things out. They're going to be one and two. People are going to be like, Billy, what you're doing down there? We don't really know. So, I mean, I think we have a really good chance to jump on Florida this year. And if we jump on them early, then I think there's going to be blood in the water for the balls. So, I say that we win low, kind of like you said. I got 35 24 balls win this Saturday. Let me remind you that Florida, Florida can't even keep their uh, running back talent in state. They lost their five star quarterback, Marcus Bowen, to UCF totally. in the offseason. So, when you think about that offense, you know, Emory Jones being the starting quarterback at Arizona State. Anthony Richardson first season, then the you know the running back position, the wide receiver position in the SEC. You know, Florida always had those, you know, killer guys. You know, Jacob Copeland, he transferred out to Maryland. I think Billy Napier, yeah, he's doing good on the trail, but you know, on the field it's gonna take him a couple of years. And I just think if there's any year to, you know, get this, you know, rivalry back since this year, you know, going in and make a statement, you know, win this year, year two under Josh Heifel, you know, can kind of set the tone going forward. So they better not wear the smoky gray jerseys this game. Last time we won the smoky gray, we lost 42-0 to Georgia. So 
Yeah, we bring that's, it. That's bad GG right there. We bring well. Yeah. I would say, man, don't don't bring out smoky graves right now. But just come Wait, with. Get it out there. Man, just come with that clip loaded. <laughs> ready yeah. to go. Like I said, I'll be. Hey, I'm gonna be tailgating with somebody. Y'all got a tailgate? I may have a tailgate. I'm excited about the Florida game. Like I said, man, I seen the fire in the guys' eyes uh, this off season talking about the Tennessee Florida tradition and you know what we did to prepare for those games for guys that won just be those mentors for those guys and uh, like I said I'm more confident than I've been in the last couple of years and that game has always been close you know it's never been a blowout against Florida over the last six seven years and the last time we beat it was 2016 and from a guy that has won three games against Florida and three games versus Alabama, you know, it, 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 it hurts, you know, it hurts to see a fall down so bad like that, and, you know, to see people that are, people in their early 20s like you guys did not even understand uh, that that era, you know, when we were so dumb. And, like, I understand, you know, from being, being a Florida fan, you can't talk shit. But you can't talk shit to me. Facts. <laughs> you can talk shit to somebody else. Talk to me nice. But, uh, like I said, man, I, I, I just want for those guys better than what they want. Because I know this can change everything with us in this football program. And, like I said, uh, I'm confident we'll get it done. I believe in Coach Heupel. I believe in his offense. I believe in his defense. And I'll be looking for you at the game. That's such a good. I like that. Jason, that he was asking. Well, we'll put up a rotation at a later date for that. That'll be a cover charge fight. All right. So for all, well, most of us, besides this one, uh, have us at 4-0, rolling into our bye week, October 1st, which I think is huge. That's an early bye week for us. Um, oh, man. I guess I can go first. So this, I was debating this so ridiculous because I was like, they have that bye week. They're going to be 4-0. They're going to beat Florida. We're rolling into Baton Rouge. They have all the momentum in the world at their backs. But when I went through this again, I was looking at my final prediction, and I just thought that sounds a little bit out of control, and I feel like something's going to have to slip just a little bit. So I'm saying I think that they played an awesome game. Goes to overtime. Tennessee loses to LSU, 35 to 38. LSU takes the cake in Baton Rouge. Ridiculous. You know that this is going to be on the other audio, all this side shit talk, right? That's going to be, that's going to be great to listen to. Okay. Um, anyways, so that's my prediction. We're going to turn it over to whoever's next besides Drew. He doesn't need to go next. Mixed feelings for this game. You know, Tennessee starting off 4-0 with the bye week, obviously huge. Um, you know, I had this scheduled as a loss going into my prediction. But when I think about it more and about, like, you know, 
the, the how huge a bye week is, you know, kind of preparing for that next game. Uh, LSU obviously having to play in the SEC opponent the week before we do. So I think, honestly, you know, that game, that week off being is going to be huge. Uh, LSU, I think this is a win as long as it's not a, you know, a 7 p.m. start. A night in Baton Rouge is hard to win in regardless of, you know, where the program's at. But when I look at LSU right now, I think, you know, their you know, starting quarterback just walked away from football and Max Johnson. Uh, obviously, kind of question mark on their offense. You know, Brian Kelly, you know, kind of getting used to everything in the SEC. I don't know if he's SEC ready, uh, Juice. You know, coming from Notre Dame in the SEC, going to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, that's kind of hard. And, you know, you look at the recruiting trail, it's uh, already off to a bad start for Brian <laughs> Kelly. You know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I don't know if you saw Juice, four-star uh, quarterback, Jordan Matthews, committed the good guys over the, uh, the Tigers. So, obviously, I think, you know, going to Baton Rouge, you know, 4-0, 5-0. I think Tennessee wins that game, uh, 34-24. I think, you know, LSU just has a lot of question marks on their program right now. And I think, you know, that offense, like Drew says, they're going to get off to an early roll, and it's kind of hard to keep up when you're down so much. I definitely, uh, I definitely think I'm going to wait back and see uh, how we play these first, these first couple games before I make a decision, and especially forward. I mean, if we come out undefeated, I mean, let's keep – you know, let's keep our foot on the gas, man, and keep rolling. And if you look at what happened 2016 against uh, Florida and, and, and Georgia and that steam that we had going into Texas A&M, man, we should have beat Texas A&M. You know, Alvin Kamara had a fumble on that one run, and you know, we gave him some plays defensively. But, man, we punched them straight in the mouth on the road. And that's because of that confidence that we had previously beating Georgia, beating the Florida. And that momentum that we had and that swagger that we had that, that we can't be touched. So we could come out those next couple, you know, we could come out those first couple games with that same type of energy and that mindset. And like you said, it depends on what time we play LSU. I'm, I don't think we play as well at night. You know, I love night games, but then, you know, once you experience night games, you're in the hotel all day, watching other games and, Eating and stretching and hanging out and, and you know just waiting until you get on the bus and get ready to go to the stadium. You know you can be not locked in like you need to be. But if we can play that game at a three o'clock, I think we'll have a great shot. Now, like I said, man, it, it depends on how we play those first couple games before I make my decision on the LSU game, but. Like I said, if, if we can play early and if we have that confidence, definitely we can go down there and shock the world. I think this by week in between Florida and LSU is huge for this team because if it was back-to-back, -back, I would have a little bit of hesitation about whether we'll be able to win this game. But I think we're going to be able to turn around as far as mentally after that heartbreaking loss to Florida, of course. Um, you know, I mean, as a first-year head coach with Brian Kelly, brand-new system that these guys are going to have to learn, you know, from the previous Edo, you know, offensive schemes and systems that they had. Brand-new quarterback with Jaden Daniels, who's talented, but, you know, transitioning from the Pac-12 to the yes, SEC is going to be a massive change for him. You know, they've had a lot of struggle on the offensive line. In fact, I think they had the third-worst offensive line in the SEC last year as far as sacks allowed. And I think if we could take advantage of their depth issues in the offensive line and, you know, hold down their, you know, wideouts as well and limit the defensive errors, which is a big problem that we had last year, specifically Jeremy Banks. I think Tessie wins this game 38-30. 38-30.
That is shocking. Way better than the first version. I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. I think every Jones is a better quarterback than you know like Daniel is. Like I think I think Arizona State wins that trade in my personal opinion. I think it's easier to go from the SEC to the Pac-12 where Arizona State ends up and to go right. from the, the Pac-12 to the SEC with Jaden Daniels being, you know, expected five star, you know, star days or if you look at the stars, like to be the guy. I just don't think, you know, when he gets that first taste of SEC play, you know, juice that, you know, that Tennessee defense is gonna be a, you know, a, so what, what game? The LSU game. I don't think I don't think our defense is going to be a cupcake for that LSU offense year one. When Jaden Daniels is what it's getting into, you know, going to the SEC, coming from Arizona State, you know, it's, it's different. So, uh, like I said, man, it's, it's <laughs> what? Oh no, I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I know y'all see me over here putting them down. <laughs> you can go, Alex. I was I was passing the mic. But I, uh, you know, that's a big question mark, like he said, with our defense, you know, and with a uh, new quarterback. What, why, why did LSU's quarterback, the current quarterback, saw that he was putting teams up like that? Because he played four games last year and he was absolutely terrible and he was going to be the first string quarterback. Wow. Not trying to be too harsh for us. Wow. But like I said, I mean, they're, I mean, they're still going to struggle offensively. So it's good news for us that we get going to this season, knowing that they don't have an identity at quarterback. They're still going to struggle, still trying to get on their feet at their quarterback position. And, you know, that's how you live or die in this conference with quarterback play. If you ain't got a quarterback running the show, we have already experienced that oh, yeah. the last couple of years. So it feels good as a Tennessee fan and as an alum to go into this season knowing who our quarterback is going to be and having success at quarterback because, you know, that's very important. But in LSU's case, like I said, that is another factor that's leaning toward us, maybe shocking some people because of the question marks they're going to have. So, like I said. I agree with that, but I also just want to point out, like, obviously Hendon is our quarterback, but we also, I mean, I think, for one, Milton has probably improved quite a bit over yeah. the past year. But also you have Taven behind him, too, yeah. which is also good. So we are not, like, lacking yeah. exactly. at all. Yeah, exactly. I like, well, like I said, Joe Milton, you know, I think he's going to be very complimented of, of Milton. I mean, of, of uh, Hendon this year. And uh, he, when, when the opportunities come, I think we'll see a better quarterback from Milton. You know, he's got a year on his belt. And like you said, Taylor Jackson, I mean, he came to my football camp. He was lining up. Yeah, I can't just, just throwing the football to the little stud, man. But you see the talent there. But, you know, next year is going to be a battle. It's going to be Nico, Taylor Jackson, and it's going to be Milton. Don't know, yeah. So, you know, very exciting uh, as a fan and as an alum because we get three quarterbacks that can run the show, that have all had experience and they can play really good football. Brando, wait, I missed your uh, missed your score. What was it? For the LSU game? Yeah. Uh, I think I had it at a uh, 34-24, 10-point victory for the Bulls. Okay. I think Chase McGrath, you know, that's like his first big moment. Uh, obviously, like touchdown, you know, but to get that extra field goal. And I think the defense makes a late stop in Baton Rouge, you know, Baton Rouge. Like, I think it's, you know, the past few years, it's kind of, you know, 
that team kind of shines against Tennessee, but this year Tennessee's going to stop that team from getting that breakout moment, and that'll be a huge win for the Vols. So, so I'm with I'm with Low. Um, I do think we can beat LSU. Obviously, I don't I don't think there's a team on schedule that we can't beat. But looking at ten and two seems a little bit ambitious for us. Uh, if this game was played on October, I think it's about 70-30 we win. But now that it's in LSU, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What do you say? What do you say? I don't even know. I'm not even know like you. You got to lock it in. Now that it's in LSU, I think it's like 50-50. I really think this is like a coin flip, honestly. Um, and the last time we played in LSU, we put 13 men on the field to try to stop a goal line stand. Did we stop them? Yes. That was the last time we played them? Wow. Derek Dooley, baby. Orange pants. 2010. That was 2010. But 13 on to stop him, but that's okay. I remember that game. But uh, no, I think I, I I think we just we hit a hit a block in the road where our offense sputters a little bit. We get a little bit too big for our pitches, and I think that we lose 20 to 24 on the road. All right, all right, I feel it. Um, like yeah, absolutely. Do I have one thing to win? Yeah, they good too. Hell yeah. The wings. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know they uh, they chicken tender. They were hella good. They just got that voodoo magic down there, and I just don't know. I just think some is gonna get kind of out of control, and unfortunately, they won't get the dub there. So I'm gonna end my losing streak there. Say that we're four and one, rolling into Alabama week. Alabama's coming to Neyland, coming to Knoxville, but. I feel we'd be ranked at this point if we beat Florida, beat Pitt, we're four and one. I feel that way. So the momentum is there for us. We're nailing it to home. Alabama is good, like just probably too out of reach. Um, if I was to pick an upset, it wouldn't be this one. But I think we play respectable. And even last year, we played respectable. Up to a point. I mean, we were scoring. I saw Nick Saban toss a clipboard and throw his headset. I was like, hell yeah. Like, we're making him mad at something. I haven't seen that in years. So, I think that we lose. Tennessee loses. But it's very respectable. A shocking score. I'm going with 41-31. People are probably like, all right. They played really well. Better than we expected. Close game. Still in it at the fourth. Um, but can't get it done against Alabama. Yeah, I kind of agree there. I'm not going to put the orange shade class on this. I think Tennessee, they de- they definitely dropped that game. But you know, I think about last year. You know what we did to that team, a first year offense. You know, seeing all the moments. You know, Devontae uh, Payton broke free. How hype was you know kind of able to you know put that offense out there. You know, dice. You know, roll the dice in that Bama defense. I, that was definitely huge. And then I think later in the year, when uh, Auburn, you know, put that put Auburn to the test. You know, Auburn went out there. You know almost beat Alabama, and I definitely think that, you know, Tennessee in Neyland Stadium is going to be a closer game. I don't think we're there yet, but I definitely think this is definitely a team that can go out there and keep it into, like, a you know, a, a two-score difference. And I think, you know, uh, you know, Hinton Hooker, you know, Bruno Coy having to go on the other side of Cedric Tillman, I think Tennessee, you know, maybe like 45-35, but definitely, a, you know, a huge important game, milestone for a lot of recruits seeing that, you know, Tennessee can keep it close in the most important game of the year. Uh, obviously, the Florida game would be huge, but you know, keeping it even close or almost pulling off the upset against Alabama in Neyland, I can't imagine what the atmosphere would be like walking out. So, you know, 45-35, Bama, but that's it. I respect that. Respectful. Yeah, 45-35. Respectfully. Respectfully. It came out really well last year. Shocked me, you know. 
strike first. Like I like I tell you, anytime you're on the road playing against the top two competition, you know, uh, team and, and competition, man, you got to strike early, get that crowd on. Bama is, is just Bama, man. <laughs> you know, they just got better players than what we have. Uh, you know, the thing about Bama, man, they, they don't control our destiny. You know, they're just Bama. You know, it's a huge ego win. You know, you go down there and beat Bama, and, you know, thank you the biggest dude on campus. Thank you for fighting anybody. Thank you for playing against um, anybody, but like I said, man, it, it's it's it doesn't control what we need to control. Teams in our in our conference and teams that's going to be in our battle, getting to Atlanta, that's what we need to focus on. Um, we will make a statement. Like I said, I have my artillery ready. Like I said, I got my cigars ready. Oh, let's right see what you got. Just in case, smoke them if you got we go. them. Go. We got the new black box. Uh, let me see. Let me open it. I was going to say, you got to get that on. Oh, yeah, just like that. Smoke them if you got got to listen. So I'm keeping my cigars ready. got the Legends of Tennessee box. Oh, with the VFL print on it? Partnered with. VFL. Uh, Different cigar companies, man. We got the legends of Tennessee. We're working on a new label right here. But uh, really good smokes. If anybody's interested in buying their victory cigar with the VFL logo on them, come out let me. We have cigars for sale for 10 bucks. You won't get these anywhere except for me. Just hey. Rome bought some, her mom bought some. If you smoke cigars in Tennessee, you need to come see me. Like I said, I got the BFL boxes. I got the Legends of Tennessee, Al Wilson. Everybody has these boxes, man. So get your victory cigar. Like I said, we will beat somebody that's not expected for us to beat. And if you want to get a, a nice, cool smoke and chill while you're drinking your whiskey, drinking your bourbon. Yeah, good got you one right there. Come holler at your boy right, right here, man. I got cigars, I got t-shirts. Hey, I'm a I'm a walking uh pop-up shop. So I got everything. Like I said, you gonna get these. This is my this is our only thing. Only people that got these are former players. So if you want to if you want to rock that VFL, man, come out. What they what they going for, Juice? I love this. We got people popping up over here in the bar. Ten ten ten. Wow, I'm glad that we are offering and selling victory cigars up here. I think we're gonna have to save those for a few more years when it comes to Alabama. So I'm glad that everyone here is back in reality with me. Back in reality. Unfortunately, Bama's just way too loaded with their front seven with Will Anderson, Toa Toa, and Byron Young and Dallas Turner returning. Not to mention they got Eli Riggs from LSU and Malachi Moore returning as well. I think this will be a close game. I think at the very end, though, we'll make a costly mistake in the fourth quarter and the ball's going down 42 to 28. 42 to 28? Yeah. All right, so, so my thing is, is apparently, apparently Bama was rebuilding last year and went 13 and 2, 7 and 1, and lost in the playoff championship game. And the last person that I want to play is Nick Saban when he's pissed off. Because he didn't win the national championship the year before. So they're led by 
Bryce Young obviously won the Heisman. They bring back Will Anderson. They bring back some other linebacker. Yeah, you know, right to the condo. I don't, I don't really know his name. But again, if they say they're on a revenge tour, I believe them. I'm gonna take their words for it. And I just say that the balls lose forty two. All right, all right, I got you. Um, I just want to say, if anyone on the live feed is trying to give him these cigars, you better hurry the hell up because Juice has got it racked up over here on the side. He's got his little a very smart business move from you right there. Very smart business model. This man has made a quick man, window. I, like I keep like I'm a nonprofit director, so I always got a fundraiser. So I'm always everything that we sell goes to our organization to help those families, to help those kids get involved into our camps and things like that. So I'm always trying to support everything. It doesn't go to me. It goes to our organization to make sure we keep kids off the streets and their football courts. Make sure that we're helping and that we're educating kids to be successful student athletes. So I'm always hustling. You can ask her, I got t-shirts. Like I got the Gator Killer shirts. I got the female shirts. Her needs one. I got the orange Jerry privilege. The female one. You know the you know the orange privilege. Sure that's clear. Good one. Good. I broke out the orange privilege this year. Uh, you know to do something different. People are always talking shit about me talking about I got an orange privilege. <laughs> so I you know so I decided to do an orange privilege shirt. You know for the checkerboard strike. So I got those available. I got Gator Killer shirts that sell out everywhere I go today. Yeah, they got oh, Gator shirts as well. I'm so lying. you need a shirt. I know we're on Twitter, oh, so yeah. holler at me if you need a shirt. If you're here, you want a shirt? Just come, come to me, come by. He'll give <laughs> the shirt off his back for twenty five dollars. Hey y'all, uh, Ju Juice made a quick hundred, and he's offering shirts too. Like y'all could have waited fifteen seconds. I mean, got the shirts too. I know what I'm buying before I leave here tonight, but I got plenty to buy, but. We got way off track. Yeah, Ron, Ronnie's yelling us behind the scenes. I gotta, freaking love this. Oh, my man, Hunter in the house. There is a football game after the other Yeah, yeah, we, we're about halfway through that uh, season. I still freaking love this. I love the side track of the randomness. So, he got more. He's got more. He's got more. I'm going to the next game. We'll just let Juice do his sales pitch over here and we'll just keep rolling. So uh, this one's going to be quick anyways. UT Martin, October 22nd. Tennessee wins 62-3. to I'm just giving them a courtesy field goal um, after we our hey, juice, second juice. string come out. Juice. Half, or maybe the juice. quarter. Hell, hey, put, put it in front of um, that camera right there. Blowout win. Yeah, I guess I'm going to be quick at this. Uh, UT Martin, I think since father, uh, you know, obviously, you know, in-state opponent, I guess, but, you know, obviously we handle business, like Drew said. Treat UT Martin like that UT Martin. This game shouldn't be close. Like, you know, I said 50, you know, for Ball State. We should drop 70 points on this team. Um, you know, this is a no ETSU with Vanderbilt last year. We're going to handle business and get it done. So, I think, uh, you know, 63 nothing, Alex. Put it in the charts, 63 nothing. You got it, dude. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, I mean, I think this will be a good recovery game for Tennessee after, you know, a tough battle against Alabama. 
I just want to give a shout out. Damn. I just want to give a shout out, man. That's me right there. <laughs> we give a shout out to my boy, man, that helped us out with this year. I know he he, he just walked in the building. He he, he don't want to be recognized, man. But he's he, he's he's one of the main brains behind Spire Sports and these NIL deals, man. So give a shout out to my dude right there. That I ain't gonna say his name. <laughs> hey, you he a came, big round of applause. Yeah, man, he came out to, awesome. came out to support me. And we appreciate that. So we we ain't gonna say your name, Marie. Nah, yeah. We'll keep the name out of this, but that's freaking awesome. We appreciate before we, uh, it. Before we uh, before I lost track from Jabari there, it interrupts me. I had the ball 2056 0. That's weak. That is weak, bro. Wait, hold on. 56 0. I actually gave him a courtesy 10, so I, I actually said 56 10. No, it's not like that. We gotta be different. We all can't agree here. Just, okay, go to the coal miners. Trust me, I know we are miners. not all agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I should definitely keep up with you know this. The future of Tennessee, and obviously this year's a good thing covering the schedule. We look at the next class and know what Tennessee built to the future in this game day and age of college football. Like you said, it's not gonna be just off in a relationship. It's gonna be off also getting into that family world. Locking down the relationship that man right there in front of us. He's the one responsible for you know, getting that locked down and you know, him showing up here for the grand. That's not a huge number. I think everyone knows that you know, UT Martin is a uh, UT Martin. You know, obviously, this is another game that you know, uh, a father can just get back on the right track. And you know, obviously, they should knock off the opponents and get them in on the spectrum. You got anything to say about UT Martin? I wish we would get the ETSU Vanderbilt treatment. I'm saying, man, you got to – I mean, that's a stat game. Stat game. When you come out the first 10, 15 minutes. That's Henry Hunter finalists. Blow it up. Heisman finalists. Let your freshmen play. See what they can do. Build your stats up going into – you know, the remainder of the season, but teams like that, you just got to make a statement, let them know, hey, you're playing at that level for a reason. We're Tennessee for a reason. Much respect to everybody that plays college football and, you know, whatever you're playing in. But teams like that, man, you, you know, you got to let it know in the first quarter and just get it over with. Sit down and watch your freshman play. I like it a lot. Um... All right, so if we're going with just most of the people up here's predictions, then we're rolling into Kentucky, October oh, 29th. We don't lose to Kentucky. Halloween weekend. I have us at six and one at this point, uh, per my predictions. Most of us are kind of sitting the same. Unless you're Drew, yeah. And, well, Drew, you got one loss? I got two losses. Two losses. All right, whatever. Yeah, we, yeah, don't, yeah, we, don't, we, don't, we don't care what you have to say, Drew. She has two. I'll be here yeah, right now. Yeah, well, you guys got to speak to the Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're right. They I, got LSU, I got LSU and them, but you're right. All right. Two losses. Two losses. All right. Everyone's sitting at two pretty much. But we're going into Kentucky. Um, they're still being super hyped up, which I get it because all of these rankings and everything are based off of last season. Um, 
we as a team and as a university are way improved from last season to this season, but that is not translated on the field yet. So I get why people are hyping Kentucky up. I think we're going to come up with a couple key stops on defense. I think that we have a good weekend prior against UC Martin. Um, Halloween weekend, super fun weekend. I have Tennessee winning in Neyland, 45 to 28. I mean, that's, that's respectful for Kentucky. Obviously, you heard Lamonte Taylor last year. Uh, we don't lose Kentucky. Uh, this administration doesn't, at least. Uh, I think, obviously, coming into Neyland, uh, second-year offense, losing a lot of talent. Their running back room is kind of questionable with Chris Rodriguez. I mean, they added D. Beckwith from Tennessee. But let's be honest, like, you know, I'm not kind of, you know, respectful to my boy D, but I'm not, you know, concerned about that. But I think, you know, Kentucky has a lot of questions. You know, losing Wandell Robinson on the offense, Losing that one guy, Javon Baker to Georgia Tech, you know, that transfer uh, wide receiver. I just, I think they have a lot of questions. I mean, you count on Will Levis. I think we all kind of saw, uh, saw last year what kind of happens to Will Levis. Uh, he gets mad pretty quick. And if you get that angry face, Will Levis, you know, I just don't think he has Wondell Robinson and uh, Christian Rodriguez to bail him out this year. And it's a new stadium. I definitely see a, a 45, you know, 31 victory, two touchdowns for the balls, balls. We don't lose to Kentucky, and uh, this team, Marcus Hoops, he gets a year added to his contract for winning six games. You know, that screams mediocrity. We all saw the drama that happened the last week in the Kentucky pro program. Basketball versus football, Calipari versus Stoops. I think they uh, that's a uh, barn burner waiting to happen, and Tennessee wins that game. First of all, they are still Kentucky. I do agree. Uh, As Birdman would say, a little respect on their name more. Okay, this is a team that's had – Two 10-win seasons in the last four years, okay? They're not the same Kentucky that Jabari played, you know, way back in the day or even the same Kentucky 10 years ago. I mean, they are returning Will Levis, who's a highly rated quarterback, and while they did lose Wendell Robinson and Josh Alley both to the draft, they got Tavian Robinson from Virginia Tech and Javon Baxter from Alabama. So they still have some star wideouts that can make play. So they only have Tavon Robinson. But at the end of the day, this is still – the same Kentucky team that comes up to England, still a bunch of toothless yokels, a bunch of coal miners that have no business playing against us and coming to England. Ball's getting that dub 49 to 30. Easy. 49 to 30? 30. 30. I was going to say. Not three. We're not beating them by 46. No, no. 49 to 30. Like you said, you know, not taking the state relation. We don't lose to Kentucky. I don't care. You know, it, 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 and especially on the gridiron. You just don't lose Kentucky. Our athletes come out the womb. You gotta big Kentucky athletes. And you gotta get that in your mindset. When you step on that field, you don't lose to Kentucky. You know, you gotta finish the season out strong. We learned from previous years, 2016, if you don't finish the season out strong, bad things can happen. You know, you start off strong, you make some adjustments. It seems like that, you know, when it comes to recruiting especially, it's always a big lineman. It's always a big kid that we need that may help from Kentucky and to blow his mind out and to make him forget about Kentucky. And think about Tennessee and wearing that orange. You, you put up the smoke against Kentucky. 
You know, you put up 40, 50 points against Kentucky. We have the firepower to be there. Much respect to Coach Stoops and what he's done at Kentucky. He's had some really good football programs. He has some really good teams and things like that. They're going to always come out prepared. Like I said, it is their, this, this game makes their season. This is their highlight tape to get drafted. But we can't look at that. We need to put it in on this season. Looking at Vanderbilt, kill them. You know, get ready for our bowl game. So, like I said, Kentucky, let's put up 40, 50 points. I say, this, you know, we'll win. I don't really know what the score will be, but we'll be done. And uh, I'm looking forward to our bowl game. Them, like I said, first quarter, get it over with. Big Coleman, we play football. 4231 calls me. I'm going to give you gloves. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know. We have got more than Brandon. I got you and whoever is going against you. Um, I'm, not, I'm not touching that. Who is going to hit that? Uh, I'm going to hit gloves on you. Alex, go ahead, Alex. Are we in the middle of the show? They're in the middle of the show. That's why we wanted to do it. I said I'd do it for the brand, man. He it's said like he's doing it for the brand. What is it's, that? It's, 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 it's You got to go ahead, Ellie. You want to try it? What is it? It's the hottest wing. Why is he wearing gloves? Because it's good. You can't touch anything, man. I got to touch my hand, bro. Like, you know, I just can't. Right. That means that's the doctor in you. For the owner, you have to. Now, 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 per Omar in the back, he said you cannot touch anything besides the gloves and these wings. So if you need to use the bathroom before or after, don't touch it without washing your hands first. So you got six here, and you got a lot of friends here. Like I said, if you find if you find people who need you. Oh, it's going to burn before that. If you need to find some people that would do this challenge with you, I brought you eight. Respectfully, I'm not eating all eight by myself. Like, I'm going to eat somebody that, you know, he like one of the No, I, 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 I am. I'm just going to look at him. They look at his hell. Look I'm at him, Bruce. He's about to mess with you. Yeah, look. That guy right there. That guy right there said he did one with you. Drew? Drew. Hey, Drew. Drew said he did one with you. No, I did not. Yes, Drew literally said that's not a good I brought you eight on Hey, hey, Drew, Drew, just let you know, this is the ones that made the Marine platoon cry. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Great. All right, you ready to talk to all right now? <laughs> so um, you know, I, I, you go. I'm going to think about, you know, my decision. Let's, let's keep on going. You know, okay, we're going to keep rolling through the predictions while these ridiculously hot, love-required, spicy wings are sitting in front of Brando. He's going to... Stare at them and wait until they somehow don't cool down at all. And we're going to roll into where are we at? Uh, Georgia. 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 Georgia away in Athens. Um, I freak out at the possibility of us pulling off an upset here. I wish it could happen. I can see it happening. However, it's just so late in the season. I think we're going to have stuff in it. Rolled in the triple X hot sauce that he just ate with no problem with Carolina Reaper on the house. Yeah, but I'm not a rough game. Tennessee stays in it longer than expected. Tennessee loses. Probably, I don't know what the line's going to be betting wise, but 
I was losing 38 to 27. I've been feeling they might put the line at 13 or so. And I feel like if you, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but not telling you how to spend your money, but they put that line at around 13, 14. I would bet the Tennessee covers. Yeah, I mean, as Brando's eating himself to death over there. Um, we got, I mean, this is a big road game. You know, Georgia's losing a lot of talent on defense, especially Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, and Quay Walker, um, and even defense coordinator Dan Lanning to Oregon. But I think we're just still a couple of years away as far as the depth and talent goes. I think our starting 11 could be just as good as Georgia's, but we're just still not there yet. Uh, I think, you know, we're going to make a couple of mistakes in the fourth quarter, and you got dogs in 38 28. So, uh, Rando, you just keep eating, but I saw you take that bite, and honestly, it's scary because we all backed away at the same time. Someone get this voice of milk or something. Second, and they're holding us all second. Second, everything that Lowe said, I also agree with. I think we keep it close. I have been told to say that we beat Georgia. I just, I just don't agree with that. I'm sorry. I do apologize. We lose 38 28. That's what I got. And they, and they sweat on the other end, so we, we can just keep going if you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, does anyone <laughs> well, I will take scores in the dictionary. Me and Juice Down, I think respectively, Georgia, it's just a lot closer than what we think. They lost a lot of talent to this round. I, I think this game is a lot closer than people think. I think Kirby Smart offensively, he's a defensive you know, coach, but <laughs> offensively, Stetson Bisson coming back, I think that kind of showed us that you know, they're not really too confident offensively. How you done? done? A lot of guys going to the ground. I just think that game's a lot closer. I also don't think Tennessee's going to go into Sanford Stadium and get the win. I think it's like a 34, 31. That, that's going to be the heartbreak of the year for the ball. I think Georgia, the defending national champions, it's hard to predict the win over them, but – me and Juice are dying, but I think I think that's a close game, but we're not there yet, Juice. Jeez. I'm gonna pass the mic. Boy! <laughs> Good God. Oh my god. It might be the hottest hot one you ever had in my life. Woo. I'm gonna give me a break right now. I'm gonna let y'all take it. So Missouri. <laughs> uh, Moving on along. All right, all right, all right. Oh. Going into November 12th, Missouri, last home game in Milan. Um, crowd is stoked. I mean, we're doing well overall, I think. Uh, Missouri, though, last year, if we're looking at last year, they got some points on us for sure. I think they were late in the season. I don't want any injuries, but I'm assuming we're going to have a couple key guys out, you know, at this point. So I'm going to assume that they get some points on the board, a fair amount, but we're still going to get the dub. We're going to win 55 to 24. Um, I think we start out early. It's kind of a little battle. Tennessee pulls away late. So, yeah, 55 24, Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll certainly have injuries going into this game for sure. Probably a couple of key, key starters out, probably in the secondary. But they have an unsettled situation at quarterback with Brady Cook and Sam Horn. And, you know, defense has talent on the edge, but it was one of the worst defenses in America last year. Uh, I just think we're going to have too much depth and talent on them to be able to run the ball against them. I got ball 63 20. <laughs> so, my boys on the other end are still recovering. Don't worry. I, yeah, I got you. I'll talk to them. Um, yeah, I think, I think uh, Missouri led by Eli Thorquist. 
I'm sorry, y'all. This, this show is just like completely no. gone. It's so funny. Somewhere where we didn't we know that it was going, bro. but we're just going to kind of ride the wave. Um, thinking that we beat Missouri in the same double way that we did. Assuming the double cup. The, the way that we beat Missouri yeah, last year is it's not the same way that we can beat him this year, but I do still think that Dorkwitz does not have a good team down there in Missouri. Since they went to the uh, SEC championship game, they have been a solid 42 and 43. Um, Missouri has been supremely average, and I just think that the ball's running there. Or I guess, yeah, no, we, we're at home. We win 42-21. We just kind of closed. I don't know. If, you ready? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Man, if you're, if you're a grown man and you come in here and hit a little bro, like, you got it, bro. You got it. I don't know, bro. That's different, dude. Now we know what's going on. No, I think, I think uh, this game is early. I don't think it's, you know, uh, an easy game. I think we're still taking a serious class. You saw. 63 points on Missouri in Missouri in St. Louis. They're coming to Neela this time around. Eli Drinkowitz making the funny comments about just Missouri. Yeah, yeah. In the class, you know, kind of, you know, joking around with this this program. I think regardless of tie on Evans or not, you know, running for like 300 yards last year, that rush defense, they're, they're just not there yet. And I think this is easy a win, 63-7 Tennessee. Big, big win for the SEC. Uh, yeah, coming coming off Matt after the Georgia game. Yeah, I had to repeat that for the record. If you if, if you drop the Georgia game, right? I, I just think this isn't a a, a staff that's gonna take your life the next week. They're gonna come out from a point sixty-three-seven Tennessee win that game. Yeah, I wasn't going out by myself, man. Yeah, I wasn't doing it. Fine. Man, I told me I had to put the mic down. It's crazy. I don't even know. Hey, it was Missouri. You ain't got to worry much. Yeah, Missouri will. Yeah, I can't stand it either. All right. Gosh. Locked in on that. Um, all right, Dave and you gave me yeah, the turn. All right, we're done. All right, on to South Carolina. Late, meaningful game for sure. Any other team in the past decade would probably shit the bet on this one under their previous coaches. I think everyone can attest to that. Agreed. Um, but under Coach Heifel, they do not. They prevail. Tennessee wins 51-20. to 20. I'm so sick of the national media thinking that South Carolina is going to do anything yeah. with this rat trap. Um, that's ridiculous at this point. Um, you know, we, we get a couple losses that were probably expected in the season, but we turned around and we do not screw up this time. So I think this will be a banger for this team. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about the regular quarterback, you know, that I've recovered over here. Uh, this time, I don't know what you are. I don't know what you are. Go ahead. Juice is crying. I have a respectful reason to cry. Juice Davis is crying. Grown men cry, bro. Grown men. So I think, you know, uh, I agree. Spencer Rattler, he, he's not in. 
I just think, you know, Oklahoma's going to see a big slam competition. That was part of the Williams took over that role at Oklahoma, you know, leading Riley to come from the UMC. But obviously, if, you know, you know, Spencer Riley figured the job done, you know, Oklahoma coming to South Carolina, the same end of the guy that you know, was celebrating being down 38 to 7 in the second quarter, even his hands on I, I just don't think that, you know, South Carolina has a chance, even if it is in South Carolina. And, you know, Bush is proved to be South Carolina. I don't think that, you know, Beamer's going to get one up on Josh Dyson. I just, I truly don't see it. I think this offense goes in there and rolls and wins the price and gets the job done. I'll say uh, 38, 24, Tennessee, respectfully. I just, I just don't see what South Carolina has it. And all they have is a quarterback and, you know, they don't have no weapons, respectfully. Yeah, I mean, I think this is much respect to me, man. Shane Bieber was, was on staff when I was at UT my first year. Yeah, Shane worked in uh, when he worked with special teams. He worked with the running backs for a little bit. So a lot of respect for that guy. Man. He was a good coach. And uh, I would, you know, I, I knew he was going to be a good coach on the side. I mean, much respect to him. Also, we got Montario Hardesty. He's on the staff as well. Um, some other VFL on the staff as well. So, always a lot of respect to South Carolina. But we got a trip out of South Carolina. So, we're going to come out dominant. Understand what goal is in the season. Got to finish out strong. Make a statement. Put up 40 points. And, uh, you know, let's get ready to finish this thing out on a good note. So, like I said, man, South Carolina, they, they don't have what we have. You know, we're top 10 offense in the country for a reason. We shouldn't be top 25 team in the country. But, you know, Tennessee, we always get somebody in the head on us at the last minute. And if we're going to be having a back, we are top 25 football program. They got Kentucky right before us. It's Man, it's an absolute shame. So that's just extra motivation going into the season. I know Drew will have his excuses, but you know, going back to the top 25 program, I'm just saying, Drew's Houston, Kentucky, there's some other teams like, you know, we all agreed like Kentucky's overrated, but they won the Citrus Bowl last year. But we're not even talking about the Kentucky game. I don't know why we're talking about preseason top 25 when we were talking about the South Carolina game. But back to the main topic here. Because these boys have eaten these wings that are throwing them in a tailspin. No they have kidding. no idea what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're on the QVC network right now because Chief Davis is displaying all of his I think this is a I think this is a much improved South Carolina football team. I mean, they're adding a very good quarterback under Spencer Rattler. I mean, as inconsistent as he was last year, he's still one of the more talented quarterbacks in the conference. But they have the worst pass rush in the SEC. They have a great pass defense, but it doesn't really necessarily matter when you can run the ball over them. I got the balls only 41-17. I'm just going to argue the fact that you said a very good quarterback. Watch out. Are you still in the hands? So – if he couldn't get it done at Oklahoma with the Swiss cheese defense of the Big 12 and nothing but stud wide receivers, I don't know what's improving 
with him switching to South Carolina and the switch cheese defenses in the SEC. But all I'm saying is that y'all are right. South Carolina is getting better. They're buying into whatever Beamer's selling, especially when they're selling season tickets at Costco or wherever it was. But it does not matter. The balls went 38 21. I dig it, I dig it. And it was, it wasn't like full on season tickets, but they have like a But package. they did have tickets. No, they have tickets literally at the Costco. Like, we suck so bad. Get your Costco membership over here. Come please attend, please attend our games. We're so bad. It's actually, it's a great deal. And in fact, as UT fans, we could buy those tickets and get the food. We could read the, the winnings on the food. Get these food vouchers. So, if you do want to go to Costco, for the South Carolina UT game. We just pay them, we get all the free freaking food that we want, and we beat their ass. I mean, you're talking about free parking, all free you can parking. get food yeah. for 90 bucks, which is two games, you can sell for $10, and you see Ball, South Carolina. Yeah. Deal of the year, Costco rocks. Deal of the year. We're talking to you, Ronnie. I, I know you're here. All right, I'm going to come to the conclusion, which isn't. Uh, I know they're, they're like our sister up here, but we got Vandy Candy, November 26th, um, away in Nash Vegas. Tennessee wins 56 to 10. I'm not going to say much. It's a last season blowout, end of the season blowout. I think we're fine. Um, balls get it done. There's no room for worry with this team and this coach. What was the score one? 56 to 10. Put it down. Let's be honest. This team, this Navy team, was, you know, lucky last year to get that Hal Mary at the end of the first half. You know, me and my mom are there, you know, on the Tennessee sideline. I have an audience member saying ridiculous remarks out here. That Bandy is going to be 28, 29. Oh yeah, there's there's no shot. But you know that how Mary stupid. I just think there's no way we go into Nashville and lose this game, bro. There's no way we go, you know, like last year, no one really came to that game Thanksgiving. A lot of Tennessee fans are from Nashville. I think, you know, we'll orange out that, you know, Nashville Stadium. There there's no way we don't beat this team, you know, 56 3, 56, 13. I just don't think that Mike Wright's an SEC quarterback. I don't think Clark Lee's an SEC head coach. And I think Vanderbilt's just not a relevant SEC program, man. I don't know. I'm sorry, but it's going to take a lot luck, a lot more to a defensive coordinator from Notre Dame to revive the Vanderbilt football program. And, you know, James Franklin was the best chance, and we saw what he went and did. You know, I just think Vanderbilt's just – Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, Yeah. Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, man. I ain't losing to nobody that can't even – Get a hundred people out of spring game. Man, well, I said. So um, I mean, I got I got some respect for Vanderbilt because I got a good buddy of mine that coaches over there. But that's about it. But I mean, the only time I really had some thought into Vanderbilt was when James Franklin was there. Man. Other than that, no. Nah. Treat them like. Treat them like family. Treat them like the little. Worse than a step brother, step sister, and just stump all on them, man. Make them ever want to even compete against us again. You know, think about Jawan Jennings that game, what he said about Vanderbilt. Play that, you know, play that that sound clip before the game. Lock into what he said, and that's how you play. 
he gave you the commandment <laughs> of how you treat Vanderbilt. And that's how we treated Vanderbilt, and that's how you're supposed to treat Vanderbilt. So, you know, I'm not worried about Vanderbilt, man. I know we'll do our thing against them, and uh, we'll be looking forward to playing in a good bowl game this year. I mean, I think, you know, you should respect every opponent that you play on the schedule, but this team deserves a lot of respect. I mean, this is the same team that lost 23 to 0 to East Tennessee State at home. They're, I was about to say that. I was about to say that. They're worse than Ball State. They're worse than Akron. They're worse than, arguably worse than UT Martin, quite honestly. Balls are going to win 62 20, and that's only because we're going to have the walk ons on there by the fourth quarter. That's why they're going to get 20 points. So. So wait, I, I do have a question. Brandon, do you want 56 through or 5613? Um no, it's, it's in match. I'll give them a respect. You know, I think Tennessee, you know, puts their fourth stringers in, you know, by the fourth quarter. I think maybe, maybe Mike Wright or their that, that new quarterback, AJ Swan, maybe they score a touchdown, but yeah, I guess I'll say 5613 respectfully. All right, 5613. Brandon, yeah. I didn't even know this guy. <laughs> At this point, I know it's crazy after last year seeing the death we have, but let me tell you the NIL front and everything else in Tennessee, you know, you know, targeting the transfer portal with the freshman. Let me tell you, they do they do have some depth back there now, uh, otherwise than last year. Let me tell you, like, there's some incoming freshmen that can give you 15 to 25 plays. And so believe it or not, we have fourth stringers. Honestly, if you if you tell me we got it through NIL, then I believe every word that you said. I have no reason to argue with you. I mean, I mean, look at the man right there smiling, man. Look at that man right there smiling. That that man right there, like, he knows. You know, the credit, that's a lot. That guy's out there grinding every day. But baby, baby went two and ten last season. They they laid a goose egg in the win column at conference. Um, <laughs> That's really all there is to say. Balls win 45-14. I give him I give him two pity touchdowns. I'm sorry. I apologize. I do apologize. But 45-14. Final answer. Lock it in. All right, lock it in. So Alex, do you have a fair record of where each of us are at at this point? I do. Right. Um Lowe sits at nine and three. Okay. Brando sits at ten and two. Drew sits at nine and three. And I sit at nine and three. Juice also sits at ten and two. Yeah, I, I know that's what I'm saying. So me, me and Juice ride them based on, based off of first off win loss predictions, but also then tiebreakers. That will determine who gets our punishment. That, was, just, oh, that was determined man. by our Twitter poll. So our Twitter poll, we had a few wild punishments out here. Most of them were thrown out to to us by our listeners. How many yeah, people on Twitter? So what? On this How many people y'all yeah. got listening on Twitter? Uh, like you do. Twenty plus, okay. something like that. So, plus the YouTube too. I don't think Juice is gonna participate in this unless that's new information. We'll find that out later. <laughs> but as far as the punishment goes, it's locked in between us for the original Balls ATV squad, and the punishment is the loser of this prediction at the end of the season. Has to go on a full like, like hour, hour and a half long day with a blow up doll. So that that's what it is. Um, it'll probably be here, I imagine. So come take all your videos and everything else. Also, let me go ahead and say we did have a prediction poll on who people thought was going to lose. Coming in last place as people who thought would not lose. 
me and Brando had a tie. In a very close second place was Drew. And Lowe received almost 50% of the votes to lose. Yeah, I am locked in at 9-3, man. I'm locked in at 9-3. And, and if I do have to wind and dine that blow-up doll, I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it well. I know you, Lowe, and Drew, said you could. I know it might cause a few problems with Drew over there. But respectfully, I, I just I just don't see us. Uh, I'm not gonna be the one to go on a date in public with a blow up dog. No, I, I promise you that. Like you didn't want to do the Waffle House challenge, so you're one thousand percent on the date with a blow up dog. Yeah, that, but that I'm not different. losing the competition. Oh, yeah. We're not losing the quota, so I don't have to worry about us losing the competition. Okay. So you do have but, to worry about the overall ten and two steep prediction that you have. Yeah, but I've learned one thing through the night, and that's like if you, if you ride with Juice Davis, you have someone on your side to take the pain with you. So if I take the L, I take the L. But I don't want to be at a, a cash register in my work with a blow-up ball. That, that's one thing I don't want to do respectfully. But uh, a harsh punishment, I think Tennessee, like we're going to make the jump. And, you know, Tennessee is going to get back to that top notch and start to beat Florida and start to compete with teams like Georgia and Alabama, getting a win over a team like LSU. And, you know, we saw all these second-year head coaches, they make that jump, and I've said it week after week after week on the podcast show. Tennessee has everything in place to make that jump, and as long as they, you know, put it on the field and, you know, practice up to it, 10-2 is very much on the table. Um, do y'all want to hop into, like, the bowl game prediction kind of thing? I don't think, I think we've ran out of time. Yeah. We've ran out of time. We have ran over. We have had – this hot wings and everything else. The, the table's a mess. Yeah, table's a disaster. But just wanted to thank Skybox, our official new sponsor, um, for letting us out here tonight. <laughs> I wanted to thank Jabari Juice, as I call him, Davis, wherever the hell he's at. I want to thank Where him for coming Juice out. Probably um, selling something. Probably, probably making more money on the sales. Uh, I want to give him a massive shout out for coming out. Awesome guy. Um, got a lot of good things going on over there with Legends of Tennessee. And yeah, we've had an awesome time. I I really don't think I can say anymore. Uh, until next time, I don't think anything can top this, but good night and go balls.